nobody has to teach anybody how to use Facebook. They they log on, they figure it out. So good interface design and transformative products are how we get there. We shouldn't have to take a training course to use a piece of software. It should be intuitive. It should be easy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Whisker Talks, a veterinary growth podcast from the team at Pet Desk, Vetstoria, Whisker Cloud, and Contact. I'm Adam Greenbaum, the founder of Whisker Cloud. And today I have the CEO of Takatu, the co host of the Veterinary Innovation Podcast, Sean Wilkie. What's going on? Hey, man. How you doing, Adam? Still getting used to that new podcast intro. <laughs> Done a couple of these and yeah, still getting used to it. But That's a friggin' mouthful. You guys better stop buying companies or you're going to run out of time for the podcast. I love it. Well, I was on your podcast the last time we talked and I just remember getting off thinking, damn, his voice is made for podcast. So really excited about this. Really excited to bring that voice heat over to Whisker Talks. Yeah, man. It's good to be here. I remember finishing up that podcast and thinking about all the things we have left to talk about. So I think let's get into it. I love it. So I ask everyone the same question at the beginning of every podcast because I'm a big Marvel fan, a big Hulk fan. Marvel's been not the best for the last couple months, but I know they're great and I'm going to let it ride. But I ask everyone the same question. You know, how'd you get your veterinary superpower? How'd you get into veterinary medicine? What's your origin story? So, you know, Hulk... Atomic bomb gets dropped as he's trying to save a young teenager. Spider-Man gets bitten by the radioactive spider. How'd you get into vet med? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question. The origin story is kind of, I guess the easy answer would be accidentally and then on purpose, you know? So what happened was back in 2006, I had moved back from living in Austin, Texas to run a company that I started when I finished university. And it was an MSP. And for anybody that doesn't know what that means, a managed service provider. So we were in the business of keeping the lights on for small and medium-sized companies. And so I stepped back into running this company. And one of the things that I noticed is we became a reseller of uh, Dragon software, uh, voice recognition software, the company Nuance, now owned by Microsoft, actually, we were reselling their software to doctors. And we bought the right domain name. We bought a domain name, which was dragonmedical.ca. And it kind of took off. And we were we were one of their top resellers, the top reseller in Canada, one of the top in North America. And it was going really, really well. And then through the jigs and the reels, I ended up meeting a veterinary radiologist out of Houston, Texas, And we had a conversation over the phone. It was really funny. I was telling him about my company. He was telling me about his company. And we had twin companies located in different countries. And I said, where are you located? And he said, Houston. I said, geez, I'm going to be in Houston next week visiting a friend of mine. Why don't I stop in and see you next week? And so how's that for a follow-up, right? Now you go from from talking on the phone to meeting in person a couple thousand miles away just a couple weeks later. Yeah, so we did that and I went down and he took me around his office, showed me showed me what he did and sorry for the um whiskers and the meowing in the background. I've got a cat over here, Adam. Uh, you know, I thought I you do. could hear my cat. <laughs> and I we both have headphones on, but my cat's that's great. It's a vet well, podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Mia, my cat, loves to be on podcasts with me. She sits on the <laughs> desk and gets in the way of the video cam. But anyways, back to the story. So, yeah, so we, you know, we did this, uh, we had this meeting. We sat down, we drank a couple of Bud Light, and we decided to start a company. And that was the first voice recognition company inside veterinary medicine that was really 100% focused on bringing dictation and voice recognition to this population inside veterinary medicine. That company I sold a couple years later, and that was the genesis for creating Talkatu. I fell in love with this industry. I fell in love with the people in the industry, and I became more passionate about solving this problem of clinical documentation inside vet med. Along the way, I reunited with a, a first cousin of mine who was a veterinarian, had all kinds of conversations with her about documentation and all of the problems that came along with it. And we started this purpose-driven company, Takatu, to really help veterinary professionals get more time back in their day by leveraging their voice instead of keyboards. And so that's the story in a nutshell. Wow. I love it. And I love that you and I are both tech guys who were not in vet med, who have cats that are talking to each other right now and just fell in love with the industry. I mean, I think that's what's makes me Taylor Cavanaugh, the founder of Pet Desk and you know all of our partners over here. That's just, just what makes this great. And you know, I love hearing that from you too. It's just we're all pet owners. We all fell in love with this industry. And I think that right now there's so much toxicity inside of the industry that you know we have these outsiders coming in with different perspectives and all working on the same goal to change it, to make vets' lives better, easier, faster, give them more time back, less paperwork. So I love what you're doing. Yeah, and the problems are big. Right. You know, and the pandemic just took an already exasperated industry and kind of made a even bigger mess of it. You know, all these people that went out and bought a dog, God love them all. They've really just taken an industry that was already underwater and poured a couple of helicopter bombers full of more water on it. So there's all kinds of challenges. And, you know, being an entrepreneur and an innovator, there's nothing like a good challenge to get you and your team out of bed in the morning. Completely agree. And you've been in vet med a little bit longer than me. I've been here for just over eight years. And yeah, I mean, what's interesting is I've seen the reluctance to adopt technology shrink, which is nice. But I've seen, I've you know, the same toxic stuff in the in the clinics and the same interpersonal issues and the same issues with the wage gap and all of that stuff. It seems like it's still here, even though we've introduced technology, which is just wild. Yeah, I think technology is not a silver bullet, right? It can help along the way. But the biggest challenge that I think I hear from most founders when I talk to them on my podcast is it's so hard to get an audience with these people that are already stretched, these veterinarians that, you know, they're working an eight-hour day only to do another two hours of work after the workday doing medical documentation or running the business or doing payroll or cleaning the toilets. I mean, there's no wonder that there's so many issues inside this industry. And I think that the key when it comes to technology, it's it's on all of us, on all of us innovators that are out there to make this technology so easy to use that it doesn't feel like you have to learn or do anything different. And man, we work on that every single day, you know, like we could just keep adding features and make it more complicated. But one of the things that we've done at our company is every time we make a change, we're super deliberate about it. And, you know, one of the rules that governs everything that we do at Talkatu is, can we make it easier? Can we make it simpler? 
you know, can we remove that step or those three seconds? And I think that stuff is really important because the people that we're trying to solve problems for just don't have any time. I agree. Let's talk about talking to and let's talk about the product and how it works. And I'm going to tell you all something. One of the things I do every morning is I take my dogs for about an hour walk down by the beach here in Newport Beach, California. And one thing I got used to doing over the last couple of months, I actually use two different AI tools. One of them is just dictation. Another one like takes what I wrote and like turns it into actionable points. And then I disseminate that to my team. So I will be walking the dogs people probably think I'm weird because I'm just out loud talking with AirPods in to myself, what we're going to accomplish this week, what we want to do in our marketing meetings, what we want to do as a company. And I just like let it fly. And and then I take that, I put it into chat GPT. I give it a prompt that we built. I said, hey, you know my voice, You know, turn that into coherent thoughts, turn this into actionable items and create a uh, basically like a meeting checklist for me. And it does it perfectly. And it's just me rambling to myself and it, it makes it great. So I, I know the power I get from that, but I'm curious you know, just to hear why dictation software is so important for vet clinics and how it's used. Yeah, it's really, it's an interesting question. And I mean, when I think of our company, I think we're a company that's trying to leverage people's voices and spoken word to get more work done in their day. We started as a dictation company thinking that that would be the end all be all for all of our customers. And if we could just do that well and accurate, we've solved everybody's problems. And, you know, boy, were we wrong. You know, we've helped thousands of users. We have we have thousands of users across the world that use talking to in their daily life. But what we really think when we look at our work for the next, you know, for the foreseeable future is how can we really leverage that voice to do things like you've just illustrated, Adam? And last week we turned on a feature inside of Talkative that allows Oh, you got a dog too, man. You got you got the whole <laughs> I everybody's just, I just there. heard a package. I'll mute myself, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so to leverage the voice to kind of dictate right into our tool not thinking about grammar or, or spelling or punctuation or even really making sure that all the thoughts stitch together perfectly. And we have this new feature that we call Tada that you can do exactly what you just said. Speak incoherently all at once, press a button, and then Tada, we clean it up. We fix the grammar, we fix the spelling, we do all of those things. And so that feature, you know, is is being rolled out slowly to all of our users across the world. Other things that we're doing is the ability to take a, an appointment, an entire appointment, and generate a medical record using AI. And so these features that we're taking to the market and taking to all of the Talkative customers, the reason that we're doing these things is that one size doesn't fit all. And I, I know you know this from a marketing perspective. You can put the same message out 15 different times and you would be lucky to reach somebody using each one of those methods. But we're really starting to look at Talkative as a platform that will allow people to take the power of their voice and shrink the time that it takes to write emails, shrink the time that it takes to do medical documentation and help people get through their day a little bit quicker so we can fulfill that mission, which is to save these veterinary professionals time in their day. Wow. I have to just ask, 
how do you name it? Tada! I, I just picture like a product engineer showing it to all of you, and at the end of the you know showcase, just going "Tada!" and you were like, "That's the name." We don't have any engineers that are quite that creative, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we have a marketing team that just just doesn't stop. And also, you know, we, we engineers. The engineering team has come up with a couple of the features names. We have a a macro where you can say "insert soap note," and it will. <laughs> type out the soap note for you or your template. And that feature is called talk text And that one did come directly from the engineering team. So so that we just let people in the company have fun with it. And if it sticks, we keep it. And if it doesn't, we might try to find a better name for it. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, what's really interesting about this is our last podcast was about AI. And I was speaking to a Dr. Tancredi about how he uses ChatGPT to send follow-up emails. And they put together some prompts. And I mean, I just love the idea of running a really streamlined veterinary clinic and 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 just having communication, putting notes in and just, you know, emails and reminders and all of that stuff. Like everything on earth should just be automated for you. And I imagine, well, actually, I don't want to imagine. I want to ask you since you're the creator. So explain to me how it works. So I log into my practice management tool. I, you know, click Adam Greenbaum. Baxter was here today and I'm the vet. And I just say, okay, Baxter was here today. That's who you all just heard bark at the Amazon delivery, but Baxter was here today. Allergy issues. We got him a side of point shot and we want to see him back in six weeks. I mean, and that just throws it in there for me. Is that how it works? It's that literally that simple, Adam, you know, and that was actually our first innovation as a company back to 2019 we said, you know, there's so many practice management softwares. There's so many different softwares out there. If we're going to build integrations for all these different softwares, we're going to die the death of a thousand integrations. So we went to the operating system level with a bunch of super duper smart engineers that are all still building software it talks to every day. And we got into the operating system level. So we are actually a keyboard that's activated by the voice. So anywhere that you can type with your keyboard, you can use Talkatu to do that with your voice. And that was the first product that we built. Super simple to use. Do that all day long. You're good to go. Speed up to kind of current day. You know, we found that a lot of veterinarians that loved that tool didn't use it as much as we expected. So after lots of customer interviews and lots of time spent with our customers, we actually built this new tool, which is called Verified by Talkatu, which leverages the voice, allows people to record an entire appointment or an individual note. They've, they record it, and then after the recording is done, what they do is they hit submit. We take that audio note and that initial transcript. We use AI to f- organize it into a SOAP note. And then we take it one step further. We have actual veterinary technicians on our team that review the note, log into your system, and finish the medical record for you. And so it's one of the things that I'm super excited about, Adam, because there's all kinds of stuff happening in the vet industry. But what we're looking to do is extract as much of the work out of that daily workflow of the veterinarian as we can so that they can see more pets because we know there's a lineup waiting for them in the waiting room. And so with Verified, all they have to do is record an audio note after that consult and we take it from there. We make sure their medical records are done. So 
That's amazing. And I want to ask you, because I, I talk about this a lot, and maybe we should both give our thoughts here, but I'll ask you first, what does the veterinary clinic of the future look like? And I don't mean five years from now. I mean, 20 years from now. What does it look like to bring your pet to the vet? It's so funny. I was just in Lisbon, in Portugal, at the World small animal vet form. They asked me to go over and speak on innovation. And this was a question that got given to one of the panels that I was on. And I think there's so much room for improvement of workflow, but it really relies heavily on adopting technology and embracing technology. And there's nothing better to drive adoption than challenges with supply and demand. And so we have those challenges today. And so I think that the fascinating thing that I see happening inside veterinary medicine is there is a massive amount of new innovation. And being at this luxurious spot that I sit in, hosting this podcast now for four years on innovation, is we have a lot of really cool conversations. So I think the things that I see that are directly in front of me, Adam, is being able to use data to drive better outcomes for pets. That's just an obvious thing. There's a lot of data being generated. There's large language models. There's sophisticated algorithms that I think are going to help the veterinary at point of care. Think of things that maybe they didn't think of before, or at least get exposed to possibilities through technologies to provide better outcomes. So I think that you're going to see data play a large part in how medicine is delivered. And I think that you're going to see technology take a lot of the things away from veterinary medicine that people just don't like. Documentation, something near and dear to Takatu's heart. I, I can see a point in the future, a not so distant future, where you know you go into the veterinary office, you enter an exam room, you speak with the veterinarian, and the first thing the veterinarian says is, would you mind if our conversation is recorded so that we can... It will aid us in our medical document process, and it will save you money and allow us to do more work. And client says, no problem at all. And then there's microphones in the rooms of these exam rooms. All of the audio is processed using AI, sent to a human for verification. Medical records are generated automatically. I think what you're going to see is an ideal utopian world where the veterinarian has more time to spend with the pet parent listening to the concerns and doesn't necessarily have to do all of that mental processing of information because the technology will be like an assistant to the veterinarian, like a sidekick, like our ability to have superhuman powers because AI and large data can remember way more than any human at this point. And that's only going to exponentially increase. So I think we're going to see some of that burden taken off the hands of the veterinarians. And I hope that practicing veterinary medicine 5, 10, 15 years in the future will be just a super pleasant profession that people love like they do today, but maybe with a little bit less of the burden that is on those professional shoulders today. So I'm going to ask you a follow-up question based on something you said. So you said, you know, the vets are, 
you know, they don't have time. They're running the business. They're providing care. They're emailing clients. They're cleaning the toilets. Um, which oddly enough, when you said cleaning the toilets, my thought first went to Whisker Cloud. <laughs> my seven years as a bootstrap startup founder thinking, oh my God, I can't believe this is what I'm doing at the end of a 14 hour day. So I guess the question is, like it's and this is a self-serving question for me, being part of a company that has custom websites and marketing and app and reminders and online booking and telephony, which I still don't I'm still not used to saying. But you know, all of those things, it's like everything you just talked about, everyone's got the million dollar idea. It's implementing it. And on one hand, you and I know this well. We have full implementation teams at our companies, but it takes two to tango. And I think the hardest thing for vets with technology is getting this implemented into their practice, documenting it for their team, and then most importantly, making sure it sticks. So everything you just said is everything that I say. It's everything that we say at Whisker Cloud and Pet Desk and Vetstoria and Talkitu and all of these companies. But if I'm the vet and I'm listening to this and you, you know, you say cleaning toilets and they're like, yeah, no shit, I, I still do that. How nice do you, pun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not planned. But like, how do you, you know, how, how do you, they get over that? How do they get over that hump to say, yes, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're doing it. I mean, I think that's all on us, Adam, to be perfectly honest. You know, nobody has to teach anybody how to use Facebook. They, they log on, they figure it out. So good interface design and transformative products are how we get there. We shouldn't have to take a training course to use a piece of software. It should be intuitive. It should be easy. And I think the thing that we need to do as founders of companies is we need to sell the value that's in our software for the veterinarian and make sure that they get to that place where they can realize the value that we're trying to promote. I agree. You know, it's easier said than done. I think about implementing things like Salesforce, HubSpot, some of the bigger platforms that we use. And I mean, even recently adding monday.com to our marketing team, that was months of getting it right, going back and forth with our CSMs. It's a lot. So, you know, if you're out there listening, I assume this is it's a lot to hear all of this. It's scary to hear all of this. It's life-changing for you. You're probably sitting there thinking, "Wait a second. I sit there and type notes for 15 minutes after each visit times, you know, 10, 15 visits a day. You're telling me I can just snap my fingers and do this. But yeah, you can if you take the time to implement it and build processes around it with your team. Yeah, I think that's correct. And it's, you know, it's about there is always going to be a small investment up front for anything that's going to pay dividends down the road. It's like investing 101. You know, if you've got a real problem, look for a, a real solution. And we definitely don't sell Talkatu as a silver bullet. We sell it as a productivity aid, as a tool that can help ease the burden. There's no such thing as a perfect piece of software out there. At least I have never bought one and I've bought a lot of software. But a lot of these packages, a lot of these programs, a lot of this software can really help fix some of the challenges that exist in business. And veterinary medicine is a place that can use all kinds of these tools to kind of help people kind of ease that burden of day-to-day -day operations. I just like to ask innovative people this question. And I've talked about it on this podcast, what I would do in this situation. So let's say tomorrow you wake up and you are buying a veterinary clinic near your home. 
you, and you buy it. You buy the veterinary clinic nearest you. And your goal is to make it the most profitable, well-run clinic from top to bottom. Now, obviously, you would say, yeah, we're going to start using Talkitu. Yeah, we need we need a new website because ours is horrible. We're going to call Whisker Cloud. Yep, we need an app. So uh, those things are obvious. But outside of those things, just as an innovative person who's grown multiple companies, what would you do to just crush the competition around you, whether they're other privately owned clinics or if there's you know VCAs around you or Banfield around you or Bondvet opens up down the street from your modern animal, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, I have this incredible, luxurious position of knowing all of these innovators and all of these great veterinarians <laughs> that run amazing businesses. And so what I would do is I would call the smartest people that I know in this profession and I would talk to them. I probably have a hundred coffees and I would ask them, you know, what is essential when it comes to products and services? You know, am I selling wellness plans? Am I doing this? I would talk to all of these people that I know across the industry and I would ask them what works for them, what they think are necessary kind of products and services. I'd talk to some of the best architects in the business about laying the hospital out the right way, I sure as hell wouldn't just think I knew the right way to do it and start doing it right away. I'd go out to people that I know are successful and I'd have lots of conversations and then I'd go and build my plans. I'd probably share those plans with those people, get their comments on it and then get to work. Well, you're so humble because someone asked me that, I'd be like, oh, let me tell you everything I'm going to do to go crush everyone. So I like that you were a lot more humble about it, but you did say one thing that was interesting is you'd find the best architect and you'd build a great practice. So even though that's not fully what we're talking about today, I just thought it was interesting that that's something you said. What are your thoughts on, well, let me rephrase this and I'll say it differently. So I believe that the space we work in is really important. In my house, I've probably changed my home office multiple times. It's a kind of a Tony Stark looking thing. There's, you know, microphones and lights and cords and screens everywhere and a lot of Hulk stuff. But we have a big fake garage door that opens up to a patio. It's just a, it's like an inspiring space. And I've thought about this too, because recently I was down in San Diego and I was getting sushi with a couple people that work over here. And I ended up driving by one of our clinics. And it was an it was an older clinic, like much older. And I was thinking, like, man, it's so interesting. It's it's in an older building. It just seems outdated. But here they are using our full tech stack. And it's like they have this technology stack, but it almost doesn't match the building. So you saying that instantly made me think of this clinic. So that's clearly very important to you. You think that the look and feel of the clinic should match the technology that's offered? I think if I'm going to create the best veterinary clinic, I'm going to have the best of everything that I can put in there to ensure the success of that business. Maybe it doesn't have to be the most sophisticated or the most beautifully architected building, but the layout better work for the workflow of the business. And Guess what? I'm not an architect. I've never designed any residential or commercial property. And so I'm not going to assume that I'm going to do it better than somebody else that's done it a couple hundred times. And that is going to hold true for everything that I do. One of the luxurious things about building a bunch of companies, Adam, and I know you can relate to this, is you get to work with really, really, really smart people. And I'm spoiled. I've got a bunch of people inside Takatu, 
I've got two guys that are astrophysicists. They're our head of our machine learning and AI. I'm not going to touch that stuff. I might have some <laughs> ideas, but I'm not telling them how to do it. I've got software engineers that have built amazing products. I've got marketing people that understand exactly what they're doing when it comes to marketing. And if, if I'm going to go off and create a veterinary business, I'm going to pull from the best. I'm not going to magically think that I'm better than people that have done things way, way better than I have way many more times. I'm going to build a team around me of ass kickers, and then we're going to go together. We're going to kick some ass. I love it. I love how you put that. Yeah, that's really cool. And yeah, I'm with you. It's, you know, we do have the luxury of working in this space with a bunch of tech leaders and smart people. You've started multiple companies. I've started multiple companies. I feel like everyone on our side is, you know, every, everyone's on their second or third company. And I mean, you know, I get the question a lot. Whisker Cloud was acquired. Why'd you do that? Well, I did it because sort of what you, the whole story you just told, right? Here I was alone as a team of one scaling a business. That's a very lonely place to be. And when you can have three or four other people who are all in that same seat and we can all become a team and, and kind of share thoughts and feelings on each thing, you know, you have people like me who are better on setting up tracking and messaging and marketing. And you have people like Taylor who are great with operations. You have Julian who's great with data and, you know, setting up EOS and, and tracking for the team. And when you put us all together, it's wonderful. So I, I love the way you put all of that. That's that's really cool. And, and yeah, I mean, you you have built a, a really powerhouse team at Taka too. And you've built a powerhouse team at the podcast. You and Ivan are just crushing life. Well, it's not just me and Ivan. I mean, me and Ivan are definitely not the brains behind the operation. Let me tell you that. We've got, we've got an incredible team, marketing team, and a production team, and they do all the work. They make it so easy for us to just show up and have conversations with really smart people. And if that's something magical, I guess I'm pretty good at doing that. Well, I wanted I wanted to ask you about the podcast because you know you've been doing this for four years. You've got an insane amount of um, episodes. The resolve to keep the episodes going. You know, everyone listening. I, you know, we took a couple months off this year because I just had too much going on and. You know, now we we have a couple new co-hosts that are going to be hosting shows here. But you know, after so many episodes, what are some of the more unique takeaways from the podcast that aren't like the obvious takeaways? You've talked to all these smart people that are innovating in veterinary medicine. What are some unique takeaways that have just come from them? The most fascinating thing is people like to talk about what they're doing. You know, and so it's if anybody out there wants to start a podcast, I think the number one component is the resolve to keep doing the thing that you've start off started doing. <laughs> That's for us. You know, there's been many times where we're like, oh, we're going to run out of innovators, we're going to run out of conversations. We have a backlog of six months waiting for people to come on our show, and we do an episode every single week. So I think the big problem with anything that we do in life is just the will to continue doing it. And so, and then the, the other thing that really comes to mind, Adam, is, you know, this saying, I saw the founder of Paul Mitchell uh, last night on a YouTube video, super inspiring guy, created a couple of billion dollar companies. And he said, you know, if you, if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. The podcast for me and for Ivan is not work. It's one of the funnest things that we do in the run of our week. We get together, we have a conversation, 20 minutes with somebody that's really smart and really passionate about solving a problem. It's one of my favorite things that happens every single week. And so I think that 
you know, if you're doing something you don't think it's work, it's probably not work. It's probably a bit of a pastime. We've had a couple of offers to sell the, or to buy the podcast. We don't have any interest in that because we're having fun doing it. We don't want anybody making any rules for us. We're not good with rules. I think other things that came out of the podcast, it's an innovation podcast. We've talked to all kinds of people doing innovation from technology to mental health and wellness and everything in between. But the thing that I guess keeps me sticking with it is I know that we're having an impact. I go to trade shows. I went to trade show in Portugal. I had three people come up and say, oh, can I, we listen to every episode of your podcast. Can we take a picture? And I said, geez, in Portugal, what are you doing listening to our podcast? <laughs> and they said, you know, we've actually implemented some of the software from the US that you've talked about in the podcast, and it's made a big deal and made a difference in the hospital. And that's all we're trying to do. We're trying to have an honest conversation with people about what problem they're trying to solve and share that with as many people as possible. And we've had hundreds of thousands of downloads of the podcast. So I guess there's an audience out there somewhere that wants to know what's innovative in vet med. And I think slowly but surely, we're helping fix some of the problems that exist in vet med. And I don't see any reason why we would stop doing that. It's, it's a really wonderful way to give back to a profession that I really care about. Well, I just want to take a quick second to thank Dr. Tanisha Crocker, Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, Dr. Adam Chrisman for taking selfies with me and making me feel like a rock star. And if any of you are out there listening, I'll be in London. So I would like to be an international superstar like Sean. So whatever you can do to make that happen, I will be at the London Vet Show if anyone wants a selfie with me. Adam, I want a selfie with you. I'll be there. Let's make it happen. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, you know what? I knew you were going to be there and I'll talk to you off air, but if everyone's out there listening, we are throwing a party Whisker Cloud and Vet Story at London Vet Show. So, you know, if you're going to be there, go check the Vet Story's social media pages out. You will see the information on it. We're working with Vet Life, which is great. But yeah, I'm glad you're going to be there. You know what sucks? My wife and I wanted to go get over to Europe or around that area. And we went to, we had a, a week in London in April. And then like a month later, they're like, hey, you know, we're going to do this big thing at London Vet Show. You got to go. And I remember saying like, well, man, if I knew if this was going to be like a company sponsored paid for trip, I would have chosen a different place. I could have gone to Rome and then done London at the same time. But I'm really excited about London. Have you been to London Vet Show? I have been to LVS. It's a great show. And since you did your selfish plug, I'm going to do mine. Talk to you is hosting a party at London Vet as well. Hopefully, we'll be competing directly with Adam for traffic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our event, our event is right outside the Excel Theater on the day two, and we're super excited. But I'm actually speaking at LVS and doing a Chat GPT interactive lab in one of the theaters. It's not a sponsored talk. I'm not trying to sell talk to, but if you're listening. And you want to understand what impacts AI has on vet med, you're going to be at LVS. Come to my session. I did the same session in Portugal, Adam, and it was so much fun. I had 250 people in the room representing 60 countries from around the world. And it was like I was teaching kindergarten because I had paired people up so that people got a chance to meet somebody from another part of the world. And they all shared devices and they were all standing, taking pictures of QR codes, using ChatGPT to see how they could diagnose a case that was fictitious. And at one point, I thought we were going to get kicked out of the conference building because it was so loud. I had to say, okay, everybody, on the count of three, I need you to go back to your chairs and I need you to be quiet. The energy with those vets <laughs> seeing this technology and putting their hands on it for the first time was absolutely magical. 
I might need to have you back. I just did a talk at AhaCon with ChatGPT, Bard, and Claude, and showed them how showed everyone how to use all three. So I I love that you're doing that, man. I just I I honestly am so passionate about bringing like AI and just time saving tools into veterinary medicine. Everything comes back to time literally everything and i and i really hope people understand that that was literally the main point of my talk at AhaCon was just talking about why why am i so passionate about ai why is it so important and it's really simple it's why are people leaving veterinary medicine the top four reasons poor work life balance that's time high stress levels that's time compassion fatigue I feel like AI can solve that. And obviously like talk to toxic workplace cultures on the list. All of those things to me has to do with time. 66% of full-time employees in the US don't have work-life balance. 86% of employees say work-life balance is essential to their job satisfaction. 63% of people favor a four-day work week, which I don't know what we can do with that. All of these things come back to time. And you know, I, I sometimes I feel like whether you're vets, if you're not from the tech world, the idea of AI almost seems like cheating to you. But I got to tell you all something. Me as the CEO and founder of Whisker Cloud and my role as the chief marketing officer at PetVisor on all of our companies, I feel superhuman some days. And and I can tell you all, I used to work 16, 17 hour days and AI has gotten me down to 10 hour days, which sounds horrible to 99% of people. But to me, it sounds like a dream. Man, I just love that you're championing that as well. It's so important for this industry. I think it is. And, you know, and I think it's fascinating. And so, you know, if you're listening to this podcast or, you know, kind of ingesting this media somehow, if you don't already have it installed in your phone, download one of the AI tools, download the chat GPT app and just play around with it. It's not complicated. It's the easiest app ever to use and ask it some questions and allow it to unblock your thinking. It's really easy and it's worthwhile doing. And then I think one of the things that you know, I don't want to seem like, uh, you know, Terminator is coming and it's coming for all of our jobs or anything like that. But I do want to give a healthy breath of realism and be realistic when it comes to AI. It's not perfect. It makes mistakes. It makes things up. It references data from sources that don't exist. So it's not this silver bullet that's going to replace any of us anytime soon. But I really like the way that you framed it, Adam, which is it's a time-saving tool that when leveraged appropriately can save friggin' time. And who wouldn't want to save a bit of time? So do give ChatGPT, just put that in your app store, download it, give it a try, and play around with it. You know, and if if nothing else, ask it what restaurants to go to <laughs> in an area you're traveling to, or ask it to make an itinerary for your family vacation. It can do all kinds of things. It's like Google on steroids. And I think it does have a lot of utility in vet med and exactly what that is. I think it's kind of the jury's out, but we're going to figure it out if a bunch of us try to do this stuff together. I'll tell you all like a quick use case and then we'll jump off the AI train. But I was hosting an event with some of our executives out here and I had like 12 or 13 people and everyone's given me what days they can come, what days they can't. Oh, I don't want to be there on Friday. So it's got to be Tuesday through Thursday. I mean, I took, I took all that information, wrote each person's name, wrote all of their dates. They could do it. What, you know, what exclusionary issues they had. And I just put in a chat GPT and said, here's the dates I needed in this 60 day period. And it gave me four options that it worked for every single person. You should have put their dietary restrictions. Yeah, just and, done every and yeah, you know, pick a restaurant. What kind of music they like? What kind of music they like, and have it mash it all together. No, it's it's incredibly powerful, and I think it's why people like you and me, 
you know, as much as we have a problem with being quiet anyways, can't stop talking about it. <laughs> Me? No way. Man, this is this is really great. And yeah, we, we do need to meet up in London. You and I got to talk about it. By the way, what day is your event? Uh, so my event is, I believe, the first day of LVS. But I don't even know. This is I'm not obviously running it. So it's happening at, at London Vet. I want you all to know you have options, but if you don't show up to my party first, or actually go to his party first, we'll shut the night down. Um, <laughs> I'm just glad to know that there's like parties happening in London. Here I am, just a, just a guy from Southern California, and all of a sudden I feel like I've got plans all across London for a couple nights. It's going to be great. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to link up with you over on that side of the world. Yeah, actually, me and both Julians, the founders of Ed Story, are also speaking. We're in the theater and uh, speaking on marketing your clinic, workflow, things like that. So really excited about that. Unlike Sean, we'll be selling the hell out of Whisker Cloud and Vetstoria. Um, <laughs> I, just almost to, to like a weird level. <laughs> <laughs> people of London and beyond. Yeah, man, this is this is really awesome. So a couple of things I want to leave everyone with are, A, I want to talk about the Veterinary Innovation Podcast and, and how to find it, how they can listen to it. It's one of my favorite podcasts to keep up with what's going on in veterinary medicine, both for friends and people I admire and for competitors. They just go on there and just blab to Sean and we just take notes so we can beat them later. But can you talk about the podcast where people can find it and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find the Veterinary Innovation Podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We're on every single platform, whether it's Apple or Spotify or any of the even nuanced ones like Sketcher and all kinds of others. Just search the Veterinary Innovation Podcast. And we've got over 200 episodes. We've been running the thing for four years. Odds are we've talked to somebody that you know about something that you might not know anything about. Uh, so give us a, give us a look. Definitely. I mean, look, if you're out there and you just need to change your life, I'm just going to pick a random number here. Uh, episode 186 feels like a really good place to start. I know. I remember we had this guy, first initial A, second initial <laughs> D. Um, he might have been on the show. God, it was just such a great episode. I actually, that was really fun. And you know what? I was jealous. I'm like, man, these are these are 20 minutes. You know, you made the comment about us like talking too much. I'm like, if I could make this 20 minutes, that'd be great. But I, I always listen back. I'm like, okay, I talked for 18 minutes minutes of that. Don't know if that's good or bad. You and I are at 44 minutes now, but yeah. And I'll, and I'll uh, put links in the show notes to veterinaryinnovationpodcast.com. I'll also give you all direct access to my episode, which was just a lot of fun. Ivan was just in a mood that day and I just, I really felt it. And he was like, right after this, he was getting on a cruise ship, a Disney cruise ship with his family. And he was just like in a mood. And I was like, oh, this is my kind of podcast. Just fun, blunt, and things move. So I really love that. So yeah, we know that. So let's talk about talk it to how can people reach out? And you know, if, if someone's interested, who's your target client, who should be looking at this? Yeah, if you don't like to type or do medical records, give us a call. Uh, we can help with that in a verb in a myriad of different ways. We're easy to get a hold of. We have a telephone number that we answer eight to eight. Uh, we have live chat on our website. And of course, talkatu.com, everything's on there. So take a look. We'd love to help anybody that has issues with medical documentation, client communication, or just hates the keyboard and computers in general. We can help with those things as well. Man, this was great. You really brought your podcast voice. So I appreciate that. We'll meet up in London. I'll shoot you an email and that'll be exciting. And you know, maybe you know, if there's just some way that me, you, and someone 
can do a selfie together that's listened to both podcasts. That's all I care about now on this London trip. So we will try to make it happen. You should give out a car or something because that would make it way easier if you were giving a free car away. That would be super, super simple. We'd have a lineup of people. Well, last thing I'll say to everyone is appreciate the time. Like this episode, subscribe to Whisker Talks, subscribe to the Veterinary Innovation Podcast, just like Sean was saying, right? Got Apple, Spotify, all of that stuff. If you want to learn more about London Vet Show, go follow Whisker Cloud Vet Story on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, same for Talka too. Go get information, subscribe. They've got a great blog and do great webinars. We do the same. So a lot of great information for veterinary clinic owners, practice managers, and everyone else in the clinic. So appreciate the time, Sean. Great talking to you. And I'll, I'll see you in three weeks in London. Sounds great, Adam. Thanks for the opportunity. See you on the other side of the pond. Love it.